Welcome to the Peak City Podcast. We're your hosts, Heather Taylor, Nick Bryant, Amber Keister, and I'm Shane Reese. Today, we're sitting down with newly appointed Apex Town Council member, Arno Zegerman. Arno, welcome to the Peak City Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For those folks who may be wondering if they missed an election and no longer have a perfect voting record, you can breathe a sigh of relief because this appointment was a relatively rare occasion. And here's the backstory. In 2022, former council member Cheryl Stallings won a seat on the Wake County Board of Commissioners, leaving an open seat on the council for the remainder of her term that runs through December 6th, 2023. Long story short, the remaining council was responsible for appointing a candidate to fill her unexpired term. And after an extensive interview process with a bunch of really incredible candidates, our guest today was selected to serve out the term. And a quick reminder that the Peak City Podcast is now powered by Keller Williams Legacy in Apex, located in Beaver Creek. So with that, let's jump right in. Arno, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about your background and why you settled in Apex? Sure. So I'm uh, born and raised in the Netherlands. So I'm an immigrant, naturalized citizen. I came to the U.S. in 1997. So I've lived in the U.S. longer than the Netherlands at uh, this point. Traveled around, but settled in, in Cleveland, lived there for about uh, eight years, lived on Long Island for seven. And then we decided to go find our luck uh, here down in uh, North Carolina. We rented a house in Holly Springs for about a year in 2013. Our house here in Apex was done and we moved into Apex. So with that extensive experience here in the States now, what made you decide to throw your hat in the ring for Apex Town Council? It's been something that's been brewing for a little while. I've always been interested in politics, although never really been terribly active, you know, other than supporting campaigns and, and things like that. But, you know, my interest really got peaked during the election seasons in the mid-2010s. And both my wife and I became a little bit more active and we got to meet some of the candidates. And I just saw myself doing that at, at some point, which ultimately led me to apply for the Apex Academy, which is a great program that the town is hosting to get more familiar with how a town operates and get to meet all the departments that make up a town in the surface of the town. And after graduating from that program in 2019, I, I was pretty well convinced that it had to happen at some point. Was this the point? I wasn't quite sure of, uh, of that. But when the opportunity came up and former councilwoman Sellings got her over on her election to the county office, it was just a great opportunity for me to jump in and test the water, so to speak. Well, fantastic. And speaking about that, you've been in Apex for a while and you're involved in the community. Where do you think Apex is on track and maybe even a little bit about where we need to improve things? Sure. You know, Apex has a lot of great things going for it. And I think that's, you know, kudos to previous councils, both current and past. There's been a lot of focus on maintaining the historic character of the town and, and, and kind of maintaining that small town feel, even though. Apex as a town and the entire area around us is, has just been exploding over the last couple of decades. And so I think that's something that Apex has done really, really well. It still feels like a, a small town, even though you know over 74,000 people right now. I grew up in a small town of 6,000. And honestly, I, Apex feels smaller to me than the town that I grew up in. But that being said, you know, growth brings its challenges. You know, we definitely have seen massive sprawl and there, there's legit concerns about, you know, how far is this going to go? And, you know, are we ever going to stop? And are we going to cut down every tree in, in the vicinity? Transportation has become progressively more of an issue as more people move into town. And so those are our areas where I think we have to do some work. So my focus areas will be very much around 
maintaining some of that natural beauty that the area is known for. And, you know, the transportation issues definitely need to be addressed, but I, I want to do so in a way that is holistic, not just building more and bigger roads, right, but also focus on uh, public transit, uh, alternate means of transportation, you know, bike and, and footpaths, those types of things. So that's, you know, we maintain the connectivity within the town, but uh, not necessarily put more cars on the, on the road. That's a great segue, Arno, to our next question. It's my understanding that you and the rest of the Apex Town Council held a joint session with the Holly Springs Town Council in late January of this year. Tell us about how that went and how can towns in Western Wake work together best? It was a great session. And, and this is something that I think Apex actually originated right before the COVID timeframe to you know, start these joint sessions with the town councils of adjacent municipalities. And really, what it is, it's an opportunity to share experiences, to compare notes, right? There's areas that, you know, have made more progress than Apex in certain areas. So Holly Springs, for example, they're a little bit further ahead in community outreach and uh, citizen engagement. Uh, they're, they're working on a great application and they're about to roll that out. Something that I think that, that we can learn from in Apex. You know, Apex has gone through a little bit more growth than, than Holly Springs. And, you know, I think we have a couple of things that, that we can share with Holly Springs. But that being said, there's definitely things that we collectively struggle with. Apex, Cary, Fuquay, Holly Springs, you know, well, staring down these, these massive infrastructure projects, not necessarily roads, but certainly things like public infrastructure, like sewer, water, things that, that are needed to fuel the growth of the town and are kind of one of those things that once it's in the ground, you never think about it. But it's very expensive, very difficult to put it in place, especially after, you know, the town has already been built up. So kind of having that long range view and there's room for our opportunity there. There's, there's, you know, things that we can do together in terms of approaching the state or even federal legislature to apply for grants that have more of a regional benefit and not just, you know, benefit the single municipality. Right. And so those are kind of the things that we're exploring with some of our neighbors and see if there's opportunity for us to work together and you know, approach those types of things together and, and you know, make it a little bit more cost effective for each of us. While you were talking, I was thinking about the public transportation system and how wonderful it would be to be able to take a bus from Apex to downtown Holly Springs and back. So hopefully that is in our future. We're getting there. Earlier, you spoke about your desire to build a sustainable town and protect the environment. And of course, public transportation is one of those in increasing some infrastructure there. But what else? It's clearly a priority for you and is clearly a priority for the rest of the council. How do you go about protecting the environment without slowing growth, without slowing the economy? It's an excellent question. And as a matter of fact, I got a very similar question yesterday. And I think the answer is not a simple one. It's really a number of things that need to come together. One thing, and we started to see this in the recent year, is increased density of our housing, especially closer to the core of town and closer to our transit hubs, right? And, and so we're seeing more condo-type development. Uh, we're going to see a little bit more apartment-style housing in and around town. But again, you want to build those facilities up around places where you have access to transportation. So putting an apartment complex far out west doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but doing that closer into town does. And so to that end, and again, kudos to previous councils long before me, you know, there have been changes made to the UDO and UDO requirements, uh, Unified Development Ordinance. 
that make it easier for developers to fill in some of the empty lots around town with higher density housing. At the same time, you know, we're going to continue to see the development going out west. And, and so that's where things like public transit need to come into play. We've seen our first bus route come to life in late 2022, which is very exciting. And we're looking to expand on that or, you know, at least researching the, the options to put a second bus route in or increase the frequency of, of that route. And, you know, then a little bit further down the, the road, you know, we're looking into light rail and, and where we would put a station in the Apex uh, downtown vicinity. Right, to, again, like accommodate the transit of more people, certainly closer to the core of town. So it's, it's going to be a combination of where do we put the density of our community? How do we develop public transit around those, those transit hubs? And then, you know, what do we do a little bit further out in terms of, again, bikeability, walkability, and, and ultimately, hopefully, light rail that, uh, that will come in to help us out there? I'm really glad that you brought up the bus route and this is a shameless plug for an earlier episode of the Peak City podcast where Amber and Heather sit down and talk with Stuart Wagner about that bus route. And he's the chair of the Apex Transit Committee. So listeners, feel free to go learn more about that. Now we get into the really hardball section of this interview. And here's me thinking you like me. <laughs> uh, so here we go, Arno. I'm going to give you some either or questions. And there's a lot riding on this. So get ready. A day at the beach or a day in the mountains? Your timing is perfect. Have you been talking to my wife? Because she was just <laughs> proposing a beach vacation for this summer. And truth be told, I'm not very good at sitting on the beach. I, I just like it antsy. And so after about an hour and a half, I got to go do something else. Uh, I do enjoy the ocean. I do enjoy the beach. But for me, it would be, uh, you know, mountain would be preferable, like go hiking, go skiing, you know, be a little bit more active. Well, this is, I guess, the part where I go into the full disclosure where you're actually my neighbor and I know your family. And so uh, we'll keep this between you and me and I'll put in a good right. plug for the mountains. Um, next up, and you are a native of the Netherlands, so I don't know if this is informed by that or not. Cake or pie? Pie all the way. Pie all the way. Is that a Netherlands thing or a Dutch thing? Um, pies are more common than, than cakes for sure. Okay. Um, I just can't deal with frosting. just can't have it. Sorry, well, make my teeth hurt. We're on the same page on that. I, since I was young, I had a birthday pie. So I was kind of a, a weird one on that. But um, I don't know if you are a vegetarian or not. So feel free to skip this question. But um, this is a barbecue question. Eastern or Western style? You know, um, so you're trying to get me upset or you know, have to say upset with me either way, right? Uh, so if I were a seasoned politician, I would you know, somehow deflect to the price of tea in China and yep. probably blame somebody else or something. But since I'm still fairly new at this, I'll, I'll actually answer the question. Um, my go-to would be the Western-style barbecue. However, I've been known to kind of sprinkle a little bit of Eastern-style uh, barbecue on top of it just for a little bit of extra, extra flavor. All right. That was a pretty politician answer I, I there. Know, I just right? got to disclose that. Um, iced tea, sweet or unsweet? It's got to be unsweet. Okay. All right. And final question, and there's a lot riding on this one. When the U.S. men's soccer team played the Netherlands in the World Cup, who were you pulling for? Well, I actually happened to be in the Netherlands at that time. Uh, so I watched the game in Holland, and it's kind of hard to root for the other team at that point. So... That being said, being the you know, bring out the politician again, like a couple of years ago when we were watching the the women's uh, World Cup, uh, same uh, same situation, the finals. I was very glad to see the U.S. team win. So I think I'm covering my bets there. So 
Now, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. And I could say if you're in Rome or if you're in the Netherlands, you have to vote for the home team. Arno, well, thank you so much for taking the time to come and speak with us and for providing the community with an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. This is going to be a great year, I'm sure, for you. All right. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Arno. This has been the Peak City Podcast, powered by Keller Williams Legacy in Apex. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you around town. Peak of Peak.